podcast, bringing you pieces of the world through lived experiences. Welcome back. It's good to have you back. How are you doing? Hi, Grace. Hi, 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 hi. <laughs> I'm back. The Celeste. She couldn't stay away. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Hanging out um, in this heat in Jamaica, but I'm okay. Yep. And how are things in in Jamaica right now with the pandemic and everything? Right now, we are on we're still on a nationwide curfew. So, everything shuts down at 6 p. well, stores have to like close at like 6 between 6 and 7 and then okay. we go and um shut on curfew at 8 p.m. from 8 till 5 and then on the weekends um the curfew starts earlier so it starts between two and four i think it's 4 p.m on saturdays and 2 p.m on sundays and then usually on for public holidays there's just all day curfew usually oh wow yeah i think that's um partly because people tend to like really just flock to which everybody does but we really like to like flock to places on public holidays and yeah, I think the prime minister is like, no, stay home. You are <laughs> stay home. So yeah, but otherwise, um, I think it's it's pretty okay. Um, we've started up vaccinations. Um, so like a phase vaccination process, and um, cases are slowly trending down. We're still yeah. having some trouble. I don't know what to call it trouble, but people are still like wondering if they should take the vaccine or not. I took my vaccine, but, um, well, yeah, I stopped the clinics to take vaccine. That's a different story. (laughs) However, (laughs) um, we started vaccinations and, um, cases seem to be trending down. I don't know if it's correlated or, you know, causal, I don't know, but that's what's happening. (laughs) I think we're we're okay. People are wearing masks and stuff. Yep. And is there a a date for when curfews will be over or when lock lockdown will be over? No, we just get we every three weeks there's an update. So every okay. three weeks the prime minister does um a town hall or he goes and does like a public service announcement and we know what's going on. I think like honestly, it's just that rolling process, but I think it's gonna be for the whole year, it's just going to be every three weeks. Yeah, we're so mm, lockdown. Yep. Oh, wow, the whole year. Like, I feel like we've been doing this. It's been a year now. We've been doing yeah. this. Yeah, since, yeah. Yeah, it's been a year already Um, that we've been doing nationwide curfew. We had full lockdown from March to June last year. And then since June, it's been just a series of curfews. Yeah. Um, oh, I'm okay with it. I'm, I'm fine. I, I, I'm okay if we have curfews for the whole year. <laughs> <laughs> and are um, our flights coming in to Jamaica yeah, from uh, so, well, the, U- the UK or are people allowed to come in and, for vacation? Or? Well, from the UK, it's been on and off. I, we're, the UK is currently off right now. Um, and they're going to be back on, I think, by June. There was an update. I I don't remember. It's between May or June that they're considering reopening 
to UK travelers, but travelers from like the US um, and other places are able to, to come in once they show that they're either vaccinated or they have um, a recent COVID, negative COVID test. Yeah. We're relatively open for travel. Yeah. Cool stuff. Thank you. Okay. So um, we had a slice of uh, Deirdre on the last episode. I don't know if there's anything new since we last spoke that you want to talk about. Um, that you want to share a slice of, if there's anything new that's happening in your life, new that's happening with uh, stories in Wonderland, let us know. Um, nothing new as yet, no new stories. I mean, I got my first dose of vaccination, so that's yep. new. And um, probably turning stories into a podcast. But Ooh. other than that, I... No, I've been... I actually self-quarantined for like a month. Um, I needed to work out some things, some mental things that yeah. have just been um, not doing. And so I actually did that for a whole month. It went well. Um, really realized some spots that I need to work on. And yeah. I got lots, also lots of other work that I had been procrastinating on, neglecting, ignoring, you know, like being in denial about, I got some yeah. of those done and I think May is going to be a productive month. Yeah. So that's like the only real update. There hasn't been like any travel. Yeah. Actually, recently I'm looking to start traveling again around Jamaica in May, May going into June. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Enough? Yeah. This episode is going to be released, um, in August, by the way, for Jamaican Independence Day. So if you're listening to all the all the updates about, you know, Jamaica and COVID, it would have passed. So please, please do go online and verify. And double check, yes. <laughs> and double check. <laughs> all right, Deirdre. So let's get started. I don't know why I did that. Um, okay, so on this episode, Deirdre is going to um, take us around Jamaica through the eyes of a local as opposed to a tourist. Okay, so Jamaica, Deirdre, tell us about your relationship with Jamaica. What does Jamaica mean to you? Okay, so first of all, I'm Jamaican. I think that's like the basis (laughs) of my relationship. (laughs) Jamaica, born and raised, um, Kingstonian, I'm from Kingston. Um, And I, so yeah, I did all my school up to university, so my first degree in Jamaica. Um, Yeah, I'm just, I'm Jamaican. (laughs) I don't know, that's that's my relationship. There you have it. That is Deirdre's unique selling point, guys. She's Jamaican. I'm Jamaican. <laughs> I, I, okay. Okay. <laughs> Let's be serious. All right. So I was born and raised in Jamaica. Um, I'm I'm also a travel. Um, I'm also a solo traveler, and I inspire women to solo travel fearlessly. And so I also give guides. Um, and, you know, like travel tips and advice about traveling around Jamaica and also around the rest of the world. So that's sort of like my relationship with Jamaica. Um, one, I have a local perspective. I'm also a traveler. So I, I am able to like give that sort of like advice. And 
I did, which I was talking to you about um, earlier, which I mentioned earlier, is I moved abroad. I was abroad for like seven years. So I moved away from Jamaica when I was 20, uh, 23, something. I moved back when I was 30. Uh, So I also moved back with, I was like a tourist in my home, in my own country. So I do have two perspectives. I have local perspective of, you know, from up to my, in my twenties. And then also like a tourist perspective when I came back in my thirties, I'm still in my thirties um, now, but it's kind of like a combination of both local and tourist. Yeah. Um, now cool. that's how I see Jamaica. Cool. So before we get into um, you exploring your your home, your home country, mm-hmm. um, what are your favorite things about Jamaica? My favorite things about Jamaica is are what are they? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I feel like I've been put on the spot. <laughs> okay, so I love the food. I love the food. Um, I also it's my favorite thing too. We, oh my god listen if you're let me tell you something about grace. <laughs> grace all grace does is message me jamaican recipes and tells me <laughs> that she's cooking these jamaican dishes curry goat oxtail <laughs> and asking me to verify the recipe because she needs yes. it to be authentic this is what she does she's like listen and then she goes and she's like, let me tell you about this oxtail place near to my work. Oh my God, I've been queuing in this line for 30 minutes and I'm not leaving. This is what Grace does, guys. This is what she does. She messages me about these things and like, check this recipe. It's my turn to cook and my family. They know it's going to be Jamaican. I don't care. <laughs> but just make sure it's good. Are, are they saying right things? I'm like, yes, Grace. It's, it's, it's a good recipe. This is what she does. This is what she does. So because you, with, re- with recipes, you never know if, it, if it's authentic. Yeah. And, you know, I, so I have, to, I, have to double, I have to fact check it with you. Yeah. Which is good. But what I mean, what I'm trying to tell you is that <laughs> is the frequency at which Grace does it. Okay. <laughs> Grace lives. I think she. I think Grace likes Jamaican food more than I do. <laughs> In fact, I'm sure she does. Right? I probably do. I probably is- do. I, I feel like if I came, well, when not if when I do come to Jamaica, I I will not come back the same size. I would just I'd wake up and and be like, Deirdre, what are we eating today? Eat. Every that's second of the know. day. That's all I want. That's all I would do is eat, 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 and eat. I cannot so, wait. So, I did mention some of the food. So like my absolute, I love curry, curry anything. So like curry goat, we eat goat meat in yep. Jamaica. And curry goat is like one of the ultimates. Um, we do have this thing where it's quite particular to Jamaica where we call them um, cook shops or cook foods. Mm-hmm. And it's just like street vendors selling um, Jamaican food, right? Like a, yeah. a whole meal. And it's like our traditional rice and peas. We like rice and peas with fried chicken and curry gravy. Oh my God, listen. Oh, Grace, you need to try that. Mm. So rice and peas, fried chicken and curry gravy. Okay. Mm. Oh, that's not like that one. That is the okay. life. So um, Jamaican food, you know, there's jerk chicken. Um, there's patties, which is kind of like a Jamaican empanada. Yep. If you want some kind of like reference. Um, what else do I like about 
um, of course, I love the music. Um, yep. I mean, I think this is like a given. I do have eclectic taste in music, but Jamaican music is still still on top, still there. Um, what else? We do have a rather particular sense or sensibilities. Yep. I think it's, I mean, each culture is unique, but <laughs> Jamaicans are, I love, or we, I think our culture just teaches you delusional confidence. Like, <laughs> we are so confident, like the shyest Jamaican, when you put them, you know, like in comparison, like other cultures, you're just like, that's a real confident person. Like, we are confident. We do not, like, status. We care about status, but it also does not impress us. Like, oh, you're a yeah. celeb? Oh, okay. I'm also <laughs> awesome. What's your point? Which is part of why celebs like to come to Jamaica. Um because they get to walk around relatively stress-free. Um, we don't care. Beyonce comes all the time. And especially in Portland, they're like, oh, oh okay. Oh, oh, she's here. Uh, all right. Every now, I mean, of course, <laughs> but like, we don't care. We're like, oh, you're so, we're awesome. Did, did you, you know about me? Awesome. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think I love that. I um, love it. Awesome. Where I don't like Grace. If you think about your Jamaican friends, like I don't know, we're just yeah, I'm I'm the bomb. What? I'm awesome. Yeah. <laughs> we just live in this zone, and it don't matter who you are—the janitor, the the queen. The it does not matter. It does not matter who you are. We are your peers. You are our equal. Talk to me, right? And if you, if you pass the place, if you're rude, make a rude deal. We pass a place, or listen, you also order what's going on. Uh-uh, hold up, hold up, hold up. So, like, I, I <laughs> appreciate that uh, about us. Uh, yeah. I, I love know, it. Yeah. I love it. Okay, so um, everybody everybody knows, you know, where Jamaica is. Everybody, I think. Do they? Uh, it, well, Jamaica's in the Caribbean, if you don't know. Guys, if you're listening, if you don't know, Jamaica's in the Caribbean. Just but below. Some- just below Cuba. Just below <laughs> Cuba, thank you. Yeah. So I think because uh, Jamaica is um, quite well known and popular, people may people may think they know everything there is to know about Jamaica just because of, you know, Jamaica's impact, global impacts, actually. So I think sometimes when you're hyper-visible, people can easily assume that, oh, we know everything about Jamaica because we see Jamaica in everything, especially in the UK. We see Jamaica everywhere. We see Jamaicans everywhere. We see Jamaica's impacts everywhere. So it's easy for people to assume they know about Jamaica. So I want you to give us some facts about Jamaica that people may not actually know. Uh, some facts. Okay. One of my favorite ones is that we have the most churches per square mile and also the more, mm. most bars per square mile. I think it's in oh. the world or in the Western hemisphere. But yeah, the most rum bars and the most churches per square mile. It's like church, rum bar, church, rum bar, church, <laughs> bar, bar. <laughs> Which I think is really hilarious for me. I like the irony. Um, uh what else we do have 
but we have a bobsled team, even though there is no winter. But you should maybe you know that from the movie. Yeah. You know, when I was <laughs> that was one of my that was one of the questions that people would ask me most. They wouldn't ask me about Usain Bolt. They wouldn't ask me about Bob Marley. They would ask me about um the movie Cool Runnings, which was yeah. called Raptor Rocket in France. And they're really? like yeah, that movie, Rest a Rocket. I'm like, there is no such Jamaican movie. What are you saying? And then they would describe <laughs> it. I'm like, oh, cool running. Like, I would get so many questions about this. And I'm like, what is going on? I did not know it was so popular. So, yeah, we do have a um, bobsled team. Uh, Jamaica, James Bond, the whole series was written in Jamaica. Oh. Yeah. Um, oh, wow. Uh, and parts of Golden Eye, which was the first one, first James Bond series, I believe, was shot in Jamaica. Okay. And there's actually a, um, so where, what's his name? Ian Fleming, um, which is the writer of, of the James Bond series. Um, there is now where he used to vacation because he owns a residence or he vacationed there. Something to that effect. Um, yeah. It still exists in Jamaica and there's still a hotel, Golden Eye, that you can go to where he stayed and yeah so the whole series was written in jamaica um was um he imagined he came up with the idea and everything on his vacation in jamaica there's that oh wow Mm -hmm. i did not know that i'm learning already (laughs) what else what i mean we have tons of waterfalls it's not just suns and beaches we have actually tons lots 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 of waterfalls which are really so beautiful um and rivers but i think for for me it's more the waterfalls that you can find in any parish except kingston kingston has no rivers or waterfalls as in kingston proper because kingston is attached to another um parish it's kingston and st andrew usually and st andrew has um rivers and waterfalls but kingston the capital does not have the um a river or a waterfall it used to have a river but it dried up the hope river i don't think it does it still i think maybe when we have a hurricane it's like really hard rain then it starts back again it rejuvenates or i don't know what the word is but the river comes back alive um but generally kingston is i think the only parish that does not have a river yeah. okay Oh wow! Well, thank you. I don't know. I think that's about it. I like those are some yeah. cool things. I mean, you I, said I things I didn't. I didn't know. So I've learned something. So oh, I think the list, the listeners will learn something yeah. too. So yeah, thank you. So what was it like um, growing up in Jamaica? What was your upbringing like? Your childhood in Jamaica. Tell us about that. My childhood. So, hmm, well, I grew up in a poor community, so they call it, you know, a ghetto if you want to. I, I, I don't know if you want to. Yeah, we we have, hmm, so there's one sort of like poor communities called garrison, which mm-hmm. are, using a general definition, tend to be like more violence prone, um, and then we sort of like separate garrisons from ghettos, which are ghettos tend to be like just maybe like the umbrella term for like a poor community. And then garrisons are like the special one. Okay. The, the yeah. Um, so yeah, people just like come from the ghetto. Um, or 
if you want to go even broader, it's downtown versus uptown. If you're uptown, then you're bougie, you're yeah. rich, you're middle class and like upper middle class onwards. Um, it's also like an aesthetic. It's also like a sort of like lifestyle uptown. And then downtown is, you know, more quote unquote the masses um, mixed with, you know, the garrisons, ghettos, poorer, lower middle income um, life. So I'm downtown. Yep. Um, I literally also grew up near to downtown Kingston, which is the capital of the capital area of Kingston. Is it capital of Kingston? Let me not tell you things, but downtown Kingston is like one of the bustling areas. <laughs> um, so lower middle income, um, but uh, people like to say that I, I, I uh, sometimes people call me bougie. Uh, I, I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> um, but sometimes people like, Sure, you sure you grew up downtown? You're real uptown, DJ. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, that's people's perception. I think I'm just me. Um, so growing up, it, just a general, I actually come from like a new care family, um, which Jamaica tends to have a lot of single parent um, families, usually okay. single mothers. And so that was, it wasn't, it's not like uncommon, oh my God, your parents are married, but it was, I was in the minority growing up with um, parents who were married. Yeah. Um, then I went to, you know, I went to the oldest um, high school in the Western Hemisphere, in the oh. side, no, um, Wilmer's High School for Girls. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, which is one of the top high schools in, in Kingston. In Jamaica, actually. Um, more about actually my livelihood and my lifestyle. I did a lot of camping when I was growing up. Um, so I would go around to, you know, visit other places in Jamaica and camp. Welcome back to the Slices podcast. And we have our celebrity guest back again. Deidre has come back again. That just shows how great I am. Not joking. Deidre is back again in the house. And on this episode, we are going to be talking about Jamaica. Um, and I, I grew up relatively feminist. So um, my opinions were like valid and valued and requested about things and I got to choose what I wanted to do and I was also encouraged to spend time by myself so yeah, yeah I think that played a big part in me loving solo travel so that's really my childhood that's exploring amazing. Jamaica and all other places I love it I love it I do want to know when you would spend summers in New York and then you'd come back and everybody was talking about what happened over the summer in Jamaica. Did you ever feel left out sometimes or were you just like, well, I was living at large in New York, so? No, because I never felt left out because there's usually, like, it's quite common. I wouldn't be the only one who wouldn't go away. So there's usually, like, other people um, yeah. who would be abroad in, in New York or Canada, it's usually the US, Canada, and the UK generally who would be abroad. And so I think we would share, it, there wouldn't be like exclusion. I think the conversations are in my experience, the conversation was like, okay, what did you do, Deidre? What did the next person do? And then we would just exchange 
stories. Yeah. And so I think that helped with, so it, it never occurred to me, or I don't remember it occurring to me of you like feeling left out. I think it's only actually when I was like an adult and they're talking about childhood things and I'm like, oh, wait, what? Oh, that's a, <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> in my mind everything was just fine growing up like it didn't I didn't notice it because there were other people who shared my experience and I wasn't like made fun of or I never felt like excluded or anything like that but as an adult sometimes I'd be the only one not knowing what was going on and I'm like oh uh so I did also a campaign um growing up I also, part of my childhood, which is rather, I, I would say, I don't want to, maybe peculiar or specific to Jamaica is, I also spent a lot of my summers abroad. There is okay. a phenomenon that we call, we call them barrel babies because of the migratory um, patterns of Jamaicans where yeah. one parent move abroad for like better work and send money back to Jamaica, to the family. And so my mother did that. And so we call them barrel babies because there's like, oh, your parents, your mother, your father, somebody pack up barrel with, you know, like food or clothes and send it back to Jamaica. This is for back to school or this is, you know, they'll save for the whole year working and like send back household stuff. And yeah. so we call them barrel babies. So while I did not get that many barrels, <laughs> I am quite, I'm a barrel baby. And one of that means that on, um, during holidays, like summer or Christmas, you would fly abroad to visit the parent who is not, who is not at home. Okay. And so I did this, um, from, since I was 10, 10, well, no, lies. 10 was my first trip, but I did this maybe from like 13 or so. Yeah. Um, so every so I actually there there part um there are specific childhood Jamaican childhood things that I did not experience because I was a barrel baby. Like I would just be in New York every summer. Last day of school could be last day of school could be like the the twenty fifth of June, but the twenty seventh deuces. Yeah. Hey, New York, yeah. what's happening? I would be out. <laughs> <laughs> and so I would miss things like I never went to summer school, which is like a bonding thing for Jamaicans. And I would miss like all the summer shows. So like my friends would be talking about, no, yeah, this show came on. And you remember when you used to do this? I'm like, wait, what? What is that? We had a Jamaican program like this? I'm like, yes, DJ. I was like, and I would just have no memories of it. So, um, so there is like a subset of Jamaicans who have this, um, who share this sort of like experience where yeah. you just go abroad for summer vacation, especially. Um, yeah. So I think my growing up was, um, I also had like quite a bit of diverse experiences. Like my parents were really, especially my mommy was really, um, invested in making sure I had like different experiences. That's about being brought up. Um, you mentioned that you're brought up feminine, relatively feminine. Well, not relatively, but you were brought up feminist. What was, what did that look like in Jamaica? 
in so in Jamaica, apparently, again, I keep having these discoveries <laughs> when I'm older because for me, this is just normal. So apparently, this wasn't like a normal household. Like usually, or mm, let me know. I don't want to use these absolutes and and stuff. Um, but sometimes in a lot of Jamaican parents, there is it's not quite a democracy. There's no democracy going on. It's you do what I say, you know, you do what I say, or, you yeah. know, I'm the parent, you're the child, please listen, peace focus. And so there was someone that growing up, but in my household, I have an older brother as well. Um, one was, in Jamaica is quite patriarchal. Yep. And can be, even all the daggering and national they see under dancehall videos, we are also quite conservative <laughs> with many yep. things. Um, and and there are also some contradictions, like for example, in the household it's normal because there is um a lot of single mother um or single parent households, families. It's for us in Jamaica, there is no big deal for a woman to work. However, the the woman is still expected to do domestic things. They're still supposed to go home and cook and wash and clean. There's still that sort of like expectation, even yeah. though it's no big deal if the woman wants to be a career woman. It's, it's just kind of like, well, so long as you can balance it all because, you know, the house is still yours. Sort of. I mean, that's changing a lot now. Um, and you don't see it. Yeah, it cha- that's changing a lot, a lot. People in my generation, younger and stuff, we're not like this. We're not cooking and cleaning all the time. Um, but it still happens. So just to use that background, um, me growing up was actually apparently not necessarily super common in that my older brother, he had to learn all the household chores. Yeah. So he grew, also grew up relatively feminist as well. Um, he learned all the household chores. And me as a girl, um, I started... So one of the rules in the house is that what whenever my older brother started, his was introduced to a chore, um, I would be introduced to, to that chore at that age, regardless. There was no like, oh, you need to learn how to cook earlier because you're a girl or I, we had none of that. So if my brother started learning how to cook when he was 17, then I would be, I, I would have to wait until I'm 17. Unless like I showed my own um, yeah. interest in that. So there was usually no partiality, like it was on par. So for example, I'm not a great, I don't know how to hand wash that well because my brother started hand washing, learning how to like wash and stuff. I think when he was like 12 or something like this. Or, um, and by that time we got a washing machine when I grew up. So I kind of skipped that. I just had like these <laughs> lessons. You should just learn because it's a life skill young lady how but i didn't go through like the practice the rigors of my brother where there was no washing machine so he had no yeah. choice i just learned just like okay practice lesson okay 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 all right washing <laughs> machine now so, <laughs> so i got yeah. away with so uh-huh. technology also helps me get away with quite other things but um and then uh, again in my growing up we all we always considered the children's opinions. I love it. I love it. So having traveled 
as extensively as you have. Um, what was it like coming back from France after having been away for seven years and having to explore your home? Oh my God, culture shock. Reverse culture shock is real. It's a thing. Oh, a reverse thing. culture let shock. You, let me tell you, let me tell you. Grace, my adult self is a French woman. Okay? It's not Jamaican. <laughs> it's a French woman. Oh my gosh, I, I love left. this. So wait, you left as a Jamaican and came back as a French woman? Yes, because I learned I love my... It. I'm a millennial. I learned my, so I'm going to say the word adulting. I learned my adulting in France. Yeah. <laughs> I lived in my early twenties. Right. Um, I had, I had worked in, I had already worked like almost two years in Jamaica, but I was still living with my parents. And so when I moved to, when I moved to France, this was like my first time living on my own, sorting out social security, you know, health insurance, how to rent, um, managing like just my whole life budget on my own like there was no there were no parents I couldn't like stay on my daddy's insurance um, or my mommy's insurance scheme or you know live under their in their house so I learned a lot of um the processes and the bureaucracy and the systems and also like the my core values about being an adult I learned that from a French perspective from a French point of view which is very different from a Jamaican point of view. Uh, so, so yeah, my adult self is a French woman. I just like, yeah, um, what's going on? Why, why are we not doing what? <laughs> what are you? Why, why are there no no social programs? Why, what? Why must I do this as a, an adult? Mm, what's going on? So when I moved back to Jamaica, there was like a lot of, yeah. So I'm still actually battling with that. This is what my fifth year in Jamaica, and <laughs> we're still we're still battling with the my French woman with the French woman back, within. Yes, within. <laughs> um, also, what happened is moving back more in terms of like traveling is everything felt familiar yet not. So everything was like hazy things because in seven years a lot of things change right but also there are so many things that remain the same and also like your memory of what things are you don't realize how much it shifts until like you get back into the the space and so when I first moved back I was like yeah that place that was on that road that restaurant and they're like no DJ shut down I was like or it was blue but now it's red and um like driving um I used to drive before I left but coming back and driving again I was like where where do I go oh oh we're driving on the left what's going on so there was like everything was familiar like I know this place but I don't know this place um so that was there is a sort of sadness that comes with that um sort of like feelings of loss um but it also there's also this sort of like excitement as well because it it also seems new and there is like new things to discover and like oh this oh this is a thing oh y'all do this now (laughs) like you know it's also like discovering my home anew so that that's like exciting so it 
on the flip side it, it can be a little bit sad but two it's just like ooh, new things to discover let's rediscover jamaica um yeah. so that's kind of what it's been like moving back um, what was your if you can remember what was your first um moment or experience of um reverse culture shock uh, let's mm, you know I, this is good question this is why i should journal you know had i journaled about this <laughs> um, so when did you um decide you know you've come back you've gone through reverse culture shock and you know friendships have changed and your home has changed the country's changed people have changed when did you decide you were actually going to explore jamaica when did that when did that sort of come to you actually like asap when i when i moved back, oh right was, yeah because i was solo traveling abroad and there's a sadness like i said but there was like oh now i can go so first we started with the food tour we're going to eat all the things, um, yeah. which is hilarious. You never miss your, when I'm in Jamaica, I don't like love Jamaican food that much. I always try to like <gasps> other foods. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> She's not joking. She is not, Grace is not joking. That, that, that gas was real. Uh, but yeah, I don't, I don't lo- like, I love Jamaican food, but it's not like I'm craving it here. Yeah. Um, and also it takes a long time to cook and <laughs> I just don't want to do this life. Um, yeah. but when I was abroad, oh my God, listen, I would spend those four hours cooking down the oxtail in the Dutch pot. And mm-hmm. in Jamaica, I'm just like, can I please put this in the pressure cooker for the five minutes? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but we went, so... <laughs> Coming back, I did all the food tours. So I had all the oxtail. I had my stew peas, um, curry goat, jerk, chicken, patties, everything. They did that maybe for like three months. And then after that, uh, it was like, okay, on to physical places. Let's go waterfall chasing. So, you know, I visited, of course, you did like the Dungeon Falls, which is like really popular. But you also did others like Somerset Falls in... Portland and Portland is my favorite parish. Oh my God. Portland is, if you're a nature person and you just love lush greenery, Portland is a place to be. It does rain a bit, obviously, um, generally, but it's so green. It's so cool. It's so kind of like, it's still rustic, even though Portland was the first tourist, um, like area region in Jamaica. Um, it still starts, it still has that rustic, untouched feel. And there are so many, there's the Blue Lagoon. Um, there's so many amazing rivers and waterfalls in Portland. So I would just go there and visit. And um, where, sorry, DJ, where in Portland is Jamaica? Oh, where in Portland? Yeah. Where in, yeah. Where is where Port- Jamaica is Portland. Where, that's that's it. That's it. Yeah. I should just give I should just give the podcast to you. Where in Jamaica is Portland? <laughs> Portland is the, on the northeast, and okay. it's also home to the to our highest mountain range, the Blue Mountains. Um, it's not far from Kingston, so if you fly into Jamaica, um, in Kingston, through the Norman Manley International Airport, then. Uh, 
Well, it's actually also not far from Montego Bay either, which is the other international airport. I think for each turn, because of the highway in Montego Bay and also the proximity to Kingston, I think each trip might be three hours, three and a half hours driving. And I think if you look at the map, it seems really far from um, like Montego Bay, which is where many people come in, arrive in Jamaica. Many tourists tend to arrive there, Um, but it, it really isn't. So it's like a straight road drive, um, a pretty simple drive, three and a half hours, maybe, um, into Portland. And also roughly the same going into from Kingston. Yep. Uh, yeah. It, yeah. That's where it's really, that's where Portland is, on the northeast. So, the northeast of Jamaica. So my, my next question was going to be, what were some of your favorite places? And you've already given us given us Portland. Were there any other places in Jamaica that you really liked and would sort of, you know, encourage people to visit? Because I think people tend to, you know, go to Montego Bay um, or they go to Kingston. Well, when I, when I speak to people that have gone to Jamaica, um, I've actually never heard anybody say Portland. So now I'm thinking, oh, when I go, when I go, I want to visit Portland too. You can go um, to Portland. Um, any other, any other hidden gems? I absolutely love the South Coast, which and so Saint Elizabeth and Treasure Beach is one of my favorite. It's like a little sleeper, sleepy tourist town yeah. on the South Coast of Jamaica. Um, you won't get the white sand, beautiful beaches um that you might want to go you might want to expect from jamaica on the south coast the sand tends to be darker sand or black sand beaches um but you can see dolphins um treasure beach is just it, it really it's literally the name it's a beach town it's a treasure they're also um, into like eco-sustainable living. So they do a lot of like recycling and a lot of the way that they um, build houses and build the the villas or cabins are, um, you know, linked to eco-tourist life, lifestyle. Um, There is the beach that's there as well, but it's so communal. It's so, it's just a relaxing hideaway from everything. And then you can do boat tours um, along the coast. There is one, I don't know if it's a hidden gem anymore, but it's something that you should see that it's also on the South Coast. It's a restaurant called Pelican Bar, which is in the middle of the ocean. Is that Pelican? Pelican Bar. Pelican Bar. Okay. And so it's this, like, it's a little uh, um, restaurant wooden restaurant that's out into in the sea so you're all surrounded so you oh. take a boat and you get amazing fish so they catch the fish and love seafood lobster crab whatever is in season um and they prepare it there for you and so you have you're just in the middle of the ocean middle of the caribbean sea um eating and the water you can swim there and it's just for me it's just an experience and also if you go from treasure beach depending on the time of the year obviously you're able to see dolphins on your trip there so nice. that's for me a really great experience so so treasure beach in St. Elizabeth um St. Elizabeth also has like waterfalls as well and Portland are my two favorite places 
Um, I would also like to explore um, Westmoreland and Hanover. So Westmoreland is quite close to Montego Bay, but okay. it's not um, not fully known, not usually known as um, like a tourist spot, except for Negril. But there are so many other places um, in Westmoreland. There's a blue hole in Westmoreland. I'm yet to visit, but I'm dying to visit. Oh my God. Um, we also have another one of my favorite, which you can actually see on my blog, is we have bioluminescence. Um, okay. Do you know what that is, Grace? No, I don't. Enlighten me. So let me tell you. So bioluminescence is there are some like little organisms in the water that light up neon blue when the water moves. Oh. So it's on it's in Trelawney in um in Jamaica, which is also nearby Montego Bay as well. It's on my blog, Deidreinwonderland.com, Wonderland with an A. Um but, but if you search bioluminescence Jamaica, my or luminous lagoon in Jamaica, my blog will show up. Um so Ooh, you, algorithms. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you do a boat ride and and it's a it's a night trip, which I think it's a, a unique experience. So experience. We don't have many beautiful. outside of like parties and stuff. We don't have well, we don't have parties anywhere, but outside of those <laughs> sorts of like events, we don't have that many night experiences. And so it's a night tour. You take the boat and as you as the boat is driving along, once the water gets like agitated you just see like a trail of neon blue and then you can swim in the water and just all around you like you move your hand and there's just this neon blue or the water gets on you and you're like sparkling neon blue yeah so that's beautiful oh wow yeah yeah that's a that's one of the cool things and it's one of the brightest if not the brightest in the world or bioluminescence bay in jamaica so you definitely want to go there i think i've given you tons of um Yes, I think and, I think if, when I go to Jamaica, I'm going to have to go for much longer than I would have to yes. you know, see see all this. Last one, let me talk about my wonderful Kingston. Kingston gets a bad rap in terms of like violence, or you know maybe there's not a lot of stuff to do, but there are so many um, like art and cultural things that you can do in Kingston. We also have the best ice cream. Oh God. Which literally, Grace, I sort of forgot or um, podcast. So actually, I didn't forget, but I didn't check the time. So when I when I woke up this morning, I knew that we were scheduled, and um, but I didn't check the time, and I was on my way to get Devon Ho's ice cream when (laughs) you're like, "Hey, hey, are we good?" And I'm like, "It's time." (laughs) And she told me she was drinking tea. You're really about to go and have Busted. ice cream. <laughs> Busted. I was always talking about ice cream. I was like, oh, you're yeah, yeah, ready. So, yeah. So, we do have one of it. Actually, I think we're rated, Devon House Ice Cream is rated one of the top five ice creams in the world from. What, what's the name? Sorry. Devon House Ice Cream. Devil House. Oh, Devil House. D E. Devon. D E V O. Devon House. Okay. Devon House Ice Cream. Um. We also have, you know, I spoke about growing up in downtown Kingston, which is 
one of the and i spoke about the dichotomy between downtown and uptown but downtown yeah. now is there's so many art murals um and paintings and downtown has like a lot of historic um architecture from like um colonial period so if you're interested in that that's a lot of things for you to to look at what the art scene is really bustling and culture is really really a vibe so if like you're really interested in that then you have to stop at kingston you know there's the peter tush um, museum there's the bob marley museum i mm-hmm. think there's open for the pandemic with um you know covid um protocols in place yeah but there's if you're into culture or in like music culture art you have to have to have the stuff in kingston and do the the walking tour downtown amazing and mm, all the murals or let me say at least 90 percent of the murals are painted by jamaicans amazing yeah yeah those are my those are my gems he's given us quite a few gems very useful gems and yes i will i will be looking at your blog um to find sort of more information and i will share that along with the episode so people can go and look do you have pictures too yeah, I do. Okay, so cool. pictures, yeah, I have pictures on the blog. So all the, the articles have pictures. And also you can find more pictures on my Instagram, which is again, Deidre in Wonderland. Wonderland. Plug it. Plug it. Plug it there sis. you go. <laughs> That's where the cool kids hang out on my Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> so you can also see pics there. Uh, and what, what, what did it feel like? What did it feel like, um, discovering Jamaica again because I can imagine that it, it would be quite um overwhelming like you've you've been away for so long and you've come back and you're now traveling around um Jamaica where you grew up what did what did that feel like for you I like how you say overwhelming there was also like some shame like I've traveled to so many places but I don't know like my own mm-hmm. backyard so there is like some guilt in that but it's mm. also like a motivator as well, even though now I'm still not doing it as much as I should. But there is um, a motivator. It's like motivation to just go and be able to show Jamaica, even, mm. you know, I've been showing the rest of the world with my solo travels, but being able to show Jamaica as a solo traveler as well, that yeah. is pretty exciting. So, like, I feel. Um, and also like connecting with travel bloggers here, that was also ah. something new and exciting. So I've met a couple of people. Um, there is one of my favorite waterfall cases. Um, oh God, nature's sweet escapes on um, Instagram. Listen, just ah. just just put her in nature's sweet escapes. And all the waterfalls that she finds, she is like a gem, genius. She's a waterfall genie in Jamaica, <laughs> okay? So I just stalk her pages. I just stalk her to figure out where uh, to go. Um, and she, what's cool about her is that she also does um, a lot of the solo travel on public transportation. And so we actually collabed together and wrote a blog, it's on my blog, about um, public transportation, traveling solo um, around Jamaica, well, around the Caribbean, because I had other persons 
other Caribbean travelers as well. Um, yeah. Give tips about solo traveling around Jamaica and the Caribbean using also using like public transportation if you don't have a car. Yeah. Amazing. Did you in Wonderland and Nature Sweet Escapes on on Instagram? Like will blow your mind. Yeah. I'm, I'm just gonna put it out there. I, I think I the only one that I can remember right now, like first first ones was I literally drove on the wrong side of the road when I came back. <laughs> <laughs> I, so I started out because in France they drive on the right and in Jamaica yeah. you drive on the left which is the same as the UK right you drive on the left but so I started out on the left but then when I was making the turns I ended up on the right and I was just like oh driving like, oh, but this is normal and then a car was coming I'm like why is he not getting out of the road why are they sitting here and they're like taking me and I'm like oh, you okay okay yeah, you're on the wrong side. I'm like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. In Jamaica, Jamaica, Jamaica. Left, left, left. So I remember that. Um, I, I think you only remember, like, the sad part sometimes, right? I also remember, um, oh, what happened coming back was, I think, um, is this a culture shock? Culture shock was sort of, like, how friends moved on. Okay. That wasn't actually a shock. Like I learned that while um, traveling. So you do distance, you just lose touch with friends. What was the shock, I think, was how, so it remained the same. So people were excited that I moved back, of course. There was this initial, but kind of like one by one, um, life would interrupt and they would postpone or cancel or their excitement would fizzle out. And then, you know, um, and then it actually went back into the routine of as if I was not there. So what became normal for me was actually my abroad experience interacting with Jamaicans. So if I, so for example, for you, Grace, if when I was abroad, if I were interacting with you, when I moved away and we would always keep up, then yeah. when me moving back to Jamaica, you would be the one who I would always keep up with anyways. And those friends who I didn't have connections with while I was abroad or had limited um, interactions with, when I moved back, there was like an initial excitement and maybe we would meet up, but after that, it would just fade right back into um, limited connection. So yeah. that was sort of like shocking where interesting that my abroad life came home with me in that space I definitely relate to the guilt the guilt feeling because the last time I was in Congo I was 17 and (laughs) between the ages of 17 and you know the wonderful age that I'm at now um I've been to so many different places and Mm -hmm. people are always saying when are you coming to Congo when are you coming to visit when and I I, I think I always think, oh, but Congo will always be there for me. <laughs> Congo will always be there. And as I'm getting older, I I am, of course, it's not that I didn't want to go back. I just wanted right. to see, I wanted to see the world essentially. Right. Um, and yeah, now there's a, there's a, now there's a desire to actually go to Congo and not just go and, you know, visit family and see my grandparents. Well, my grandparent, because I only have one left. Um but to also explore 
other parts of Congo as well, like where my where my pet where my parents come from. Like my parents haven't been back to like where they're actually from for maybe thirty years, or maybe uh, may, maybe thirty five. Wow. Well, they've been they've been in the UK for thirty years, but they had left like sort of their towns and moved to the city for university, then came over. So a, a long time. So I'd love to go back with them to where they actually came from in Congo and see it through their eyes. And, but um, yeah, it's, def- it's definitely on the card. So w- when you were talking about the guilt um, and the shame, I-, I, could definitely, I could definitely relate to that because it's, yeah. it's high time. It's high time I went back. It is. Visit. Yeah, so I'm really, really, I'm really looking forward to it. Who knows when? I th- there were sort of plans in the air for this year, but... No, but you know, <sighs> when the planning ends, when the planning ends, yeah, when the panini ends. So hope, hopefully, fingers crossed next year, because right now Congo is actually on the red list. So if you come from Congo, if if you come from Congo to the UK, you have to quarantine in a hotel and you have to pay like £1,700. And a flight to Congo is like £800. And it's like, no, no, I'm not doing that. So... Who knows? Who knows if they'll even take Congo off the red list? <laughs> Who knows? It'll, it'll be off the red list. Come on, let's, let's be optimistic. <laughs> it'll be off. Which of the Congos is it again? Is the it Democratic the Republic of Congo. Yeah, Kinshasa. Congo, Kinshasa. Um, but um, you should come with me. I'll take you along. Yes. <laughs> I would do that, actually. And Why you speak French as well, so you'll be fine. Um so when when you're sort of on your um when you're exploring um Jamaica I know Jamaica tends to be um a tourist hotspot mm-hmm. in Jamaica do you avoid the tourist hotspots or do you go like do you go to them too what what are your views on them no I don't I don't um avoid them at all so yeah um and it, it they don't tend to be like really full, you know, like how you'd have expectations or you know, London or Paris is just full yeah. of tourists. Like, oh my God, stop it. Um, unless there's like a unless there's a cruise that comes off at that time, um yeah. you you still have enough space to go around. And one unfortunate but it depends on which side you look at it. Fortunate and unfortunate is the tourist areas tend to do have better facilities. Okay. Um, so other public spaces or other hidden gem, they might have, you know, just a simple change in room. Um, that isn't, it's just, just a simple one. No, no, nothing fancy. Whereas, you know, the other um, tourist spots will have, you know, a bigger changing area with like, you know, like maybe a table or somewhere to rest your clothes or lockers or, you know, rentals and that sort of thing, things that, you know, they will just have more stuff. So that's one um, advantage I would say of going to tourist places. And honestly, yeah, once it's not like, to, if the, if a cruise has not, you know, docked, then you're fine. There's, there's no. Yeah like crowd or, or whatever. Um, prices, so traveling, they might, prices, I think, you just have to have it with some, in tourist places, yes, the prices tend to be um, higher, which is for anywhere you go. Um, if you're buying from like, 
vendors, like street vendors or, you know, not necessarily those established um, places with like, you know, established infrastructure and stuff where obviously you can't negotiate these prices. But with the street vendors, um, just just negotiate and bring your bring your best Jamaican delusional confidence to the table. <laughs> just bring it like listen, no. I don't have that much money. Can you pay um for this? Um not to racialize it a little bit, but well, it is gonna be racialized just now. If you if you're white, <laughs> if you're non-black, they're gonna hike up the price more than if you're a black foreigner. Um Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean I, I don't think that's even unique to Jamaica. Yeah, it's not. So Yeah. Um but that's gonna happen. But I I don't like shy away from it too much. Um there just tends to be better facilities in general. Um so it's it's no yeah, it's no big deal for me. Like, maybe I don't like going to Dunjura Hall. Dunjura Hall is always overflowing with tourists. And it's always in Ocheria, so it's always full. Um, but yeah. it's an it's a absolutely beautiful ball. Um, it's popular for a reason. Climbing it is fun. Um, I prefer going to which is closer, which is um oh what's it called? Kon- um Konaku Falls, which is close by. Mm. Um, and they have also a, a a museum, a small museum about the um indigenous people that used to live in Jamaica before <sighs> Mr. Columbus came. Um is that the 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 Tainos? Yeah, the Tainos. Or we, we call them Arawaks. But yeah, Arawaks. Okay. Um, and they also used to live in that region, which the the the, the name Konaku is um, a Taino name. Okay. So they have like a small museum that talks about their history and you can see some artifacts and stuff. And it, it tends to be less crowded than Dunjura and the falls is actually really quite beautiful as well but you should also go to Dunjura but personally as a local I Dunjura is one of the most popular falls it is the most popular um tourist spot and so it's going to be more crowded than everywhere else so as a local I would up there but you should also because I've also been already so you know I, yeah. <laughs> but if you if you're coming then you should make a visit go early um yeah. and go on one of these random days that may not have like a free stop and visit and then stop by Konaku Falls. Konaku Falls. So talking of you know tourists and where to go, what are your top tips for traveling around Jamaica? For a to for a tourist from a local. Um don't wear too much jewelry. Okay. If you can avoid wearing jewelry, I think you shouldn't. Um, because that's one of the easiest things to like yeah, for pickpockets and stuff to like just grab the chain off of your neck or whatever 
low jewelry um i think outside of that um it's relatively relatively safe to travel around um solo in jamaica um trying this is from my experience as someone live you know as a french woman someone living in europe and having <laughs> european friends and also the landscape of how europe is designed don't go down lonely narrow roads in jamaica yeah. it is not quintessential it is not it it is danger okay. generally like just don't go down there by yourself like make sure you have like like a well-lit road or like no it's not cute in in europe it's oh yeah let's go down i personally could not do it sometimes my i just like um there are no lights on this road why are we walking what's happening they're like oh no it's good i'm like yeah no I'm, no not me D- don't do that in i would say don't do that in jamaica yeah. um stick to you know busier roads and stuff um There are also lots of tours so you can if you if you even though you're solo you can take tours or own you can get tour guides um or tourist board has also information um and they're like really helpful the hotels are also quite helpful as well um but it's totally fine to go around by yourself you can rent a car drive around or get a driver whichever one renting a car is relatively easy i had friends so my chinese friend and her french husband we we all met in france um uh, they came to visit jamaica and so they drove around they spent three weeks and yeah. they drove around um the island so i made like an itinerary for them um they also had their own ideas of course it was just suggestions from a jamaican local standpoint and also because i knew them so i might know some of their like um preferences but they drew, drove around jamaica by themselves they it was um fine i think part of their feedback was like again be don't don't be afraid to be um mm, i don't want to say aggressive but to be direct in your yeah. opinion like if if you don't want it be clear, no and like you know like be the owner of your voice and your choices and stuff um they said like whenever they would like kind of oh you know maybe not then that's when they would get into situations not necessarily that not into situations that they're uncomfortable with not necessarily for their safety necessarily just their safety but just um situations where the Jamaican would just take over and they're like yeah but that's not what we want wanted <laughs> but had they said had they just said yo i don't want this then it would have been fine so in jamaica we tend to be um a lot more direct in our communication and so if you're wishy-washy or you're not that forthcoming then we will take it as oh you're not sure let me take control and take the lead of this um so tips don't wear wear minimal jewelry um you can go on tours if you're not comfortable um but it's also just fine for you to drive around rent a car drive around um we're also we're quite friendly you know you can ask for directions people will help you people will you know 
just be use the same general um safety things don't leave your bag your backpack on your bag on your back like puts in front of you don't put all your money in one spot um pay attention to atms this is same things that you do if you're in you know france or spain or yeah. india or wherever so i think like those general rules um i would say though that jamaica is don't do not expect to have like lots of purchasing power you know okay. like the caribbean you might say oh jamaica is a third world country yeah we're expensive <laughs> <laughs> the caribbean is not cheap um, so don't expect that your euro or your pound is going to be oh one pound is going to be like no one pound is one pound okay <laughs> 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 maybe maybe your two pound soda maybe it'll be you know like a pound 50 maybe no don't expect like any kind of like huge savings when it comes to like currency exchange even even mm. if you see like oh i think a pound to jamaica is almost 200 to one even if you see that the it will still cost two hundred dollars. <laughs> you know, the yeah. one pound thing is gonna be two it's <laughs> it's gonna be the equivalent. Don't worry. Don't yeah. So I think people get mistaken about the Caribbean a lot. So they feel, oh, it's an island and we're third world, you know, according to the economic global economic economic standards or whatever. Yeah, no, there will be no mm-mm. you're you're gonna have to spend some money. Um yeah, love it. Otherwise, so, you can just solo travel as normal. I would say. Yeah. So at the beginning, we spoke about oh, food, and of oh, course, we're thing. going. Oh yeah, one sure. thing I want to. Sure um, thing. We Jamaican men are into catcalling. Be prepared for that. If you are a woman, it, it's strong. It's it's strong and long and sure. You will be catcalled. <laughs> It don't matter if you say you have a husband. I, I think I spoke about this in my in the you will be catcalled. Just get ready for it. Also, again, be direct. You don't stop. You're always on the go. I'm busy. Appointment. Woo! In a rush. <laughs> yeah. This yeah. Just get ready for that. Um, I think people are shocked. Can or they might feel like they're a bit overwhelmed. Um yeah. it, it's not just because you're a tourist, it happens to locals too. It's good, bad, inappropriate. This is what we do. Yeah. So back to you. You're going to tell me about food. Yes, I I was going to say we opened with food, so I think we should end with food. Okay. What are the things people should eat when they visit Jamaica? What's a, you know, you see, they say must-see, must-have. What's a Mm -hmm. must-eat? You must eat jerk chicken or jerk pork. It's a little bit spicy. Um, I prefer pork, but not many. Not everybody eats pork. But I prefer jerk pork. Jerk pork. You must have a patty. Everybody's different, but I prefer tasty patties. But there's juicy beef. There's mothers. There's lots of patty. Patties are like Jamaican empanadas, which I said before. You must have a patty. You must have um, ackee and saltfish, which is our like staple um, Jamaican breakfast. Aki, oh, aki is this like, it's our national fruit, but it's a weird fruit. It's like this buttery fruit that sort of looks like eggs. 
but yep. it's, it's, and the texture is and sometimes the texture is like a mushroom but not really yeah. okay I don't, it's it's a quite an exotic fruit um we eat a lot um you should have it if you google that they will tell you that it is poisonous and it's actually highly poisonous um mm. don't worry we are the experts we have been eating it for centuries and nobody has died we eat it all day every day don't worry we will do it right <laughs> it's like our like top three most poisonous foods listen it's our natural fruit we eat it all day every day this is it, it's a must you have to eat akianta fish um what else there is lots of fruits that you should try um it's mango season right now and i'm just a lover of julie mangoes they're going to tell you julie mangoes are east indian there's a war julie for life <laughs> julie mangoes <laughs> um, mangoes listen mangoes are just gonna hit different if you're in mango season if you come to jamaica during mango season which is kind of like summertime yeah the mangoes are just gonna hit different the mangoes mm-hmm. i eat it in europe in the uk it ain't it that's yeah. not it it's not, it's not it's not right get a jamaican mango thanks um <laughs> what else should you eat so i just like fruits are just gonna be just like better um what else you must eat um there is do we still have this we have a there's a shrimp peppered shrimp and it comes in these little bags it's it's like street food and Mm. or if you're going to beach i'll be like shrimp shrimps pepper shrimps um they won't say shrimp it will be swims or shrimps um and it comes in these little bags like stacks of like i I don't even think they're shrimp i think it's more prawns or crayfish but we call all of those shrimp okay i think that's a quite a traditional thing to have when you're on the beach but it's very very peppery it's yeah um but it's so good oh my god i'm just here imagine it this was part of my childhood as well you know, <laughs> and just buying pepper shrimps um if you in kingston you go to hellshire beach and you eat festival fry fish and pepper shrimps shrimp shrimps and the swims coming up and you just yeah 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 um nice. i think there's those as drink and um, there are lots of stuff there's like soda sub juice um there's if you're a soda person um you, there's this really great grapefruit flavored soda called ting Oh God, this mm-hmm. is it. You should have that. Um, then there is the Jamaican bear, red striped bear. Um, what else do we? Of course, try all of our rums. Like you can't come back. I tell you, there is a rum bar. We have the most rum bars per square mile in the world. Yep. You have to try rum, Royal Navy rum or Appleton. Um, those are my two suggestions. And I think those are, I think I've given you a lot. I've given you a drink or oh, dessert. Yeah. I tell you, you need to go to um, Devon House, get Devon House ice cream. So I've, I've done a whole, I've done a whole menu. You've gotten yeah. breakfast, your appetizer, your main dish. Thank um, you. Dessert now, I'm, and drink. now I'm hungry. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's going to know. Search for a recipe and come and message me. <laughs> And to Deidre, is this okay? That's what she's going to do now. Listen, <laughs> I know this is crazy. You know, she gets to do this. Oh, my goodness. 
And on that note, we've come to the end. We've come to the end. Yeah, thank you so much, Deidre. I've really, I've actually, I've actually learned a lot about Jamaica, which is the whole the part of the whole point of doing this episode. I've learned things that I didn't know. I've added new recipes to my to my recipe book to add that I will verify with you shortly. So um, I hope everybody, I hope everybody listening at home, in your car, in the shop, at work, um, at church, if you're a sinner. No, I'm joking. Um, I hope all of you listening um, really enjoyed the episode and get something out of it too. And thank you so much, Deidre. I hope you um, enjoyed going down memory lane with me. Thank you. I really hope you, I'm really glad that you enjoyed it, Grace. And I hope you, the listener, will enjoy as well. I was really worried. I'm just like, well, what do I say? I'm like split between tourists and local. And, you know, I really tried not to be, say, like, typical tourist things. Um, so I really hope that you, the listener, you will um, learn and be excited about, um, like, visiting Jamaica the way I was, like, when I moved back. And also just me traveling around. There's so much things to see and eat and do if you're into adventure as well. We also have, like, quite lots of adventure stuff, like zip lining and horseback riding in in the ocean and stuff like that anyways we're not gonna start another we're not gonna launch another podcast thank you so much <laughs> great well, maybe we will maybe you. we'll have a we'll have Deidre on again she can be our regular celebrity oh my god <laughs> on the on on the podcast and look out for her podcast account this is this is like the accountability section Deidre yeah. starting her own podcast that will be coming out very soon so I hope that when you come back you have your own podcast it can, it can be like a podcast um, what do they call it when two platforms meet I don't know maybe I'm making this up but we'll have a podcast meet up <laughs> okay. okay I know for sure I'll be talking about living, loving and working abroad on my podcast yeah. Uh, whatever memorable stories that come from those experiences. Stories from Wonderland, I think. Yeah. Um, it will be called. But definitely, um, let's get that podcast going so we can have a podcast meetup. Thank you so much, Deidre. And thank you to everybody at home. Thank you. Bye. 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 Bye.